the enough. introduction to this episode is quite important considering the subject matter. Oh, I can't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is the introduction right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. <laughs> Nigga George here with... It's perfect. It is a good... That was a good introduction. The best introduction. Best character introductions in horror with the side topic of kind of mainstream movies or dark themed movies or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. For uh, villains and heroes, heroes yes. alike. So this... You know, when we first conceived of this idea for this podcast and video, I was... Really excited about it, but then I was like, well, I wonder what happens when you Google this, and I couldn't remember having seen you know what's funny? discussions of this. Go ahead. Sometimes, like, when we do have, like, a topic for an episode, I'm like, don't be a fucking pussy. Don't type in the question. This right, is right. I was like, come up with something original, and then I end up typing in the question. I've always, every <laughs> single time, I've typed in literally the title of the podcast. I have, too, because I'm not original. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, because you, you spark ideas and you brainstorms over, because, like, for, for this one... You know, you would get, like, what's the first time we saw the Amityville Horror House? And then I was like, oh, yeah, so inanimate objects, that counts. Like, maybe we'll play with that and get creative with it or whatever. So it sparks an idea. Sometimes it just helps, you know, to do that. So this one, as soon as I saw the list, first of all, I realized we took on way bigger subject than I thought we did. Really? (laughs) Right? Like, well, yeah, because, I mean, there, there are so many great ones. There's some topics where you're like, you know, name, you know, the best modern, you know, Jallo or whatever. And there's just not that many options. So you don't have, you only have to go through 20 things. To, yeah. This one, we discovered there were amazing. First of all, there's a year. That where, was the weirdest part. Where this peaked. Go that ahead, was, tell, that's my favorite story of this episode. Yeah. So. Okay. So 2004 had something going on. <laughs> right? 2004, I get, well, I guess in 2003, all the writers got together and were like, what if we just introduced everyone in like a really cool or unique way? Right. So that we can really make a smashing 2004. Because we were it. messaging each other, like, what are your picks? Like, what are you coming up with? And then it happened that, what, three of the, I don't want to spoil them yeah, yet, three but like of them. three of them came from movies from the same year, which was. Three of them came from the same, 2004, and then we both had backup picks that both came from 2005. It's crazy. So the two, 2004, was 2005 weird. was the peak introduction and character of cinema. It really, uh, it really did. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, uh, after that, they were like, we'll just make the whole movies good. Fuck <laughs> after that, not so much. So, all right. So what you basically, you have one for each, right? So yeah, why don't yeah. you hit me? And then for, just a bunch of like hybrid kind of answers. Right. Cool. So hit me with, hit me, let's get going. Hit me with one let's of your. Let's start with our heroes. Okay, cool. Let's start with the heroes. I'm going to go with Sarah Polly's character yes. as Anna yes. in Dawn of the Dead 2004, the remake. The Zack Snyder one. Yeah. Right? yeah. The one that I'm glad people actually like. Yes. <laughs> Zack Snyder's one of those characters. The director's like, I fucking hate Zack Snyder. But, but then the Justice League, they're like rooting for him again. Right. But like Sucker Punch is started. I don't understand. I've always loved him. I, I don't think horror fans ever turned on him because he didn't. That might be accurate. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think, yeah, like in mainstream, that definitely happened a lot. But anyways, her character introduction, holy Incredible. crap. Incredible. First of all, shout out to the opening credits with the Johnny Cash song. So you're already pumped yeah. when you're getting into this movie, right? And then. I, I, I still think that's like one of the coolest 
opening scenes ever. In fact, the only thing that I saw that sort of rivaled it was, did you see, did you get into Umbrella Academy? Not yet. The opening scene. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's great. I'm going to get hit. It's going to start hard. The opening scene for that is Watchmen, Dawn of the Dead-esque. It just just fits. This is going to be good. Um, so a great character introduction to you, the pieces of it are really exciting. Yeah. Right. Is it, so one of the things I was toying with, like how much weight do I give this for my pick is how much are you learning about the character? So what are we learning about her during this scene? She's got some hustle. She, <laughs> she's got good reflexes. Yeah. Got good she's reflexes. She's persistent. She's got hustle. Doesn't uh, care about her family. Doesn't <laughs> I think the most important thing we learn is that she's probably like the best version of us as the viewer, right? Like, yeah. like she, that's what we hope. We know we'd be taken by surprise. We know we probably screw some things up, but we'd hope that we would just like make decisions quickly because you're watching in that sequence, you're watching all kinds of people who can't figure out like what's happening. And before they know it, they're eating, they're like done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. At least she doesn't know what's happening, but she knows she doesn't want it. She wants to be anywhere, but here. The other thing about it was, aside from 28 Days Later, mm-hmm. like, Fast Zombies wasn't really right. a thing. Right. And so the fact that, like, one, you're with this character who, like, you know, you don't want her to die. Right. But then on top of the fact that they flip the script on, like, the zombies that you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, it's Dawn of the Dead. Like, they're just going to move slow. And, right. then, and then it's like a Puma commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and the stakes just instantly get raised for totally. her character. Totally. And that was another thing I was thinking was, so how much do I care about when the characters introduced are other things being introduced with it? Or should the focus all be on the character, right? Because I feel like... Darth Vader is obviously one of the most amazing character introductions in cinema, but I feel like he wasn't alone being introduced. We were getting to know the stormtroopers, which also turned out to be iconic. Leia. You know, it was Leia. It wasn't just. I mean, it was an amazing introduction, but but there were other amazing introductions happening around it. The music, right? Whereas there's other movies where, like, when you meet a character, like that famous Exorcist shot when the when the Exorcist comes to the house. That all the focus is on that. You're just right. you're meeting one person there, right? And I was like, I wonder which is gonna be like. When I watch the scene when her family attacks her, mm-hmm. also the zombie little girl was awesome. Yes, totally. um, I I feel the same way I do when I watch Team USA in the Olympics. How so? <laughs> like if I'm watching like a sweat like Ryan Felt or uh, Michael Phelps. Yes. Like swimming, I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You, can it. you can do it. Like my heart's into it. Right, right. Like, I, feel, I feel the same way for her because she's like, I hate. It's I hate almost being, like watching a nature documentary. It is. It is, and right. and I hate I hate being chased more than anything. So like okay. like the scene where she's trying to escape out the or the part where she's trying to escape out the window, which is and incredible. he's like bashing his head through the door. Mm-hmm. I, people grabbing my feet. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like any of that. Yeah, and I'm so I'm in, I'm always going to be rooting for her. I don't like fast killers. I also busy. hate in horror films. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it when someone makes a dash for the car because it's always like the keys. They drop the right. keys. They can't do that. My right. anxiety it start, just it turns over. I know they always get you with that. My problem. My my deal with horror movies now is like they oh, they got to. I challenge writers to to deal with today's actual technology. So like I don't need the key to get in my car. Nope. So like if zombies are running after me and I'm running my car. If my if my fob's within like fifteen feet, I'm in. <laughs> so get her on that, right? <laughs> right? James Gunn. I haven't seen writers deal with that yet. That's interesting. <laughs> I'll challenge James Gunn because he did Dawn of the Dead. Well, I think that's an excellent choice. I think it's an extended 
sequence of excellence. It's not just one shot. It's a yeah. lot of stuff. You get the fast zombies too, which you're getting introduced to sort of for the first time, or at least one of the first mainstream times, right? And you're she's a great stand-in for the viewers. I think all of that is cool. Yeah, I think that's an awesome. And I have an opposite pick for this, but I'll I'll save that. Or should okay. I? Just... No, go ahead, say it. My opposite pick. Oh. I don't even know what an opposite pick is. That's why I want you to say it. Okay, so I would I would give her like a best hero. Okay. Right, and I gave this one, <laughs> which sucks. I love this actor. Uh, what's his character? Uh, the Wimpy Award. Oh, oh, right, best right. Best Wimpy character. Okay. And that's Don. Yes. Played by Robert Carlyle. Mm-hmm. I always know that guy's the leg because he was in that he was in that one football movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty eight weeks later. Yes. Because technically he's the hero of the film, but he's also kind of the villain. Like if I'm his wife. Oh yeah, I mean he's, <laughs> he's a disaster. And he's Are leaving you me for dead. Yeah, totally. He. Well, that's the thing is I love that you brought that up because it made me. So there's best character introduction, there's worst character introduction, and that's the that's literally the opposite of what we're doing. And that would be an introduction where they just totally screwed it up. Like, right. like the introduction of the new Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare Elm r- remake, right? right? That's just a terrible way to introduce a character. That's crazy. <laughs> right? Because I <laughs> was toy with the idea of putting him on a good character introduction. Really? Yeah, I love that diner scene. I think it's pretty gnarly. Oh, I forgot that the diner scene is the first. Is I that mean, the first time you see him? Like, see, I, I don't remember. That's what I mean. Yeah. Is the first time you see him, I feel like there was totally anticlimactic. His first visual appearance. Yeah, where it's like. But I guess face. if you're counting his actions, then that would be a bad example. But, but if but, we were going the first time you, you see his ugly face. Right, right. Well, forget that. I guess okay, I can come yeah. up with a better example. So, like, it could also be, like, the first time you meet the birds in Birdemic. Like, the people who are making that movie think that this is an amazing reveal, right? Yeah. But it's not right. So that's so. There's best character introduction. There's worst character introduction. But then there's what you just did, which is best character introduction of someone that you kind of hate. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> or kind of don't care about, or kind of like you know why? Because that's a whole subgenre of characters in in horror yeah. that they're, they're there to be killed. They're the Star Trek red shirts, you know. Like, oh, he wasn't that day. He was like, no, sir. <laughs> that's right. No, true. <laughs> Tommy, get the boat. <laughs> he wasn't that day, true. but he goes down horribly. But if I had a fl- if I had a flip script, I would. And, and, and what's funny is both uh, running zombie are, mm-hmm. are infected. Whatever people get mad about right. that franchise. There's <laughs> zombies. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> There's zombies. Oh no, both running this zombies. This is a whole other podcast that episode. I've, that. I've seen these Reddit. Threads. Okay, so that's my that's okay. my hero. Beautiful. So my hero introduction. So first of all, in, in terms of of movies, because this is I know I overthink all this stuff, but in terms of movies. Um, I think Harry Lime in Third Man is the best introduction I've ever seen, hands down. But it's not horror. I just mean across all. Harry Spider-Man. Lime. Harry Lime's introduction oh, okay. in, in Third Man. I imagine like a Harry. It's no, it's it's, it's Orson Welles, and there's just this light shot of him, and and I can't even do justice to it. But it's you think he's dead. You don't even think this character is going to show up in the movie, and the way he shows up is so in lightning strike, brilliant, incredible reveal. Like, it's the best. It gives me chills every time I think about it. But it, it, it's a moment, right? So, like, your character, the hero character introduction, that goes on for minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes. So I, my introduction that I picked as the winner is King Kong, right? The original, um, 33. Because, first of all, I didn't realize until I chose it that it is literally the template for all those introductions. 
ever. Like mm. that's how they introduce wrestlers and like football teams and like because the first shot before you see Kong is like the big gate and the big ritual and everyone's dancing and chanting his name and hitting gongs and like and then literally they when they open the door they throw their arms wide like it's like a hype it's like a boxer's coming into the it's like ring the right? 95 96 bulls so ex- exactly right so like this introduction first of all before you even get to see Kong it's literally introduced by the way apparently humanity will always introduce anything important till the end of time because we've been doing it since forever and we're still doing it now right so like that part is the fact that i didn't i forgot i thought about when you first see kong like see him and i forgot that there's this big prelude to seeing him where they're literally chanting his name and trying to like you know summon him and and so i mean how do you not get chills just from the build-up to that right but then there's this amazing moment where you have the perfect kind of dynamics of a character introduction are the reveal of the character is amazing. The reactions of the characters on the screen to the reveal are amazing, right? So Faye Ray is screaming her heart out over there and acting like she's seeing the most terrifying thing in the world when she's clearly just seeing like a camera, and like a guy with those eight hundred degree lights they had back in the day, <laughs> right, right, right. and she's just nailing it, right? So like, so the reactions and the silence from everybody else. Like, uh, all the people chanting now are not saying a word, right? And it's literally, they've gone silent, Feyre's screaming, and then you just hear trees cracking and ground shaking. And then you see you see the full, like, Kong reveal where he's basically higher than the trees and, you know, like, crushing them down, whatever. And you just see that, whatever. But then there's this amazing close-up on the first shot of his face, which the fact that that still holds up this is 1933, people. This is 2020. We are going to be celebrating 100 years of Kong here soon. And that That's shot crazy. still works, right? Like, he was, like, I mean, the Wright brothers might have seen this movie here. <laughs> Maybe we'll fly into Cincinnati and watch that Kong film. <laughs> right. So, like, the fact that that still holds up is just un- unreal, right? And then just the quick exit. I think that's the other thing about a great introduction is don't linger. He's like, <laughs> he's just like, peace out. I'm the favorite. dude. I'm the guy. It's funny you said the dude because I was talking of Big Lebowski as a great character introduction, dude. But but yeah, so I, I think of all the horror ones I could think of, and there are, that was the thing I was telling you before when we started this. There are thousands of them. It turns out, I, I if I had yeah. known how many there were, I wouldn't have picked this as a topic for the. The dude is a good <laughs> choice too, right? I remember like watching that. Uh, before we moved out to LA and like he's in a Ralph's yep and I was like Ralph's that's so LA and I was like we go to Russell's like <laughs> kind of I, I, kind of I had that thought today when I was picking up some pizza I was like it's so weird that like we live in LA right like right down the street from where they shot the, the big Lebowski <laughs> in a Ralph's probably <laughs> I know it looks just like the one where that's down the street but I know I think that's absolutely true and that's interesting you say that because because one of the things that it turns out fascinates me about this topic is um, alternate mythologies, right? Mm-hmm. So, like every mythology has a has a thing. Like the 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 Greek mythology, it's like a silhouette of Mount Olympus. There's like lightning bolts. You can picture kind of what the look and vibe of that mythology is, right? right. And the mythologies were made all the time back in the ancient times, but then we don't really get that. We, if the only place we're going to get like an iconic is like sports, like the silhouette of Jordan dunking or in the air or whatever. And then, you know, movies or I mean, where else are you going to get iconic? You know, whatever. Right. But that 
most iconic things are these big sweeping epic looks but him in his robe at a ralph's <laughs> just holding milk like you could do a silhouette of that and any movie lover would recognize that but you could also just get in the bathroom and go to Ralph's down the street and look exactly like that I mean you can't look like Jordan dunking against the background of 30,000 people but you can look like the dude I got a robe and a Ralph's a couple blocks right. away right and it, they, they made an iconic look that became its own pop culture mythology but they made it out of such simple material it's amazing damn anyway the dude. The dude. All right. So Goodbye. those are those are those are the hero choices. Those are the heroes. Did you have alternates? Wow. Or you King wanna... Kong is the hero. King Kong is the hero. Yeah. King Kong. And I, you know, I'm gonna fly. The King Kong is not the villain. No. He's he was just he was just being his best self, <laughs> Enterta- entertaining the people of <laughs> eating the, the occasional the or from. eating the occasional human sacrifice. But other than that, he other was, than that. He, he was, he was so let's talk villains. Yeah, let's talk villains. I went with the pick for a movie that I don't think I've seen since like high school. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, so like this. I went back and I rewatched it and I was like, I forgot there's a whole cop subplot of this movie, and that's 2004 Saw. <laughs> 2004. Yeah, yeah, that there, was, that was yeah you're right. There is a whole subplot that you never no, remember. It's, all, it's got right? fucking Danny Glover, dude. I, I know. But no, and you know it's there, but it's so distant now. It's scary that 2004 feels so old now. But like, that's not none of that sticks to your brain. No, oh, that's for Saul. It's always like the traps. It's like Final Destination for the deaths. Like, like, like it was playing and it was like showing them investigating the scene. I was like, oh no, one gives a shit about that. It's the most right. vanilla shit. Like right. I completely forgot about about all that. Right. Um, and if you didn't have that, that movie would be like eighteen minutes long. That's the she probably would have made the same amount of money. <laughs> it's still really good. That's true. It's still really good. Um, but best villain introduction, uh, and this is kind of a funny one. I be, love that you picked this because it's so weird, subtle. How yeah, it's not because it's a double. It's a dual introduction. Yeah, it's it's dual introduction. I like that. Uh, so it'd be Jigsaw. Because technically, mm-hmm. you see him in the very beginning of the movie. Indeed, you do. <laughs> as, but you think he's the, he's the dead guy, right. and then and then it's not until like the last like three minutes, four minutes, yep. you get proper introduction. And, the, yep. and he, he the movie basically kind of ends on his introduction. Yep. When he's finally like, by the way, I'm the, I'm the fucking guy. You know, I was gonna try try to kill myself. Didn't work. <laughs> Didn't work. I'd pick plan on others. I love that. I love that your jigsaw is like half Burgess Meredith and half Tom Atkins. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I'm the fucking guy. I'm like, on my way. I'm but like, <laughs> that was a big ass reveal. Like, oh, in God. terms of horror, are you like, kidding me? That the, 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 I mean, remember that one of the, one of the things that I obsess over is the fact that you have, all these horror icons from the Universal, whatever, and they were on the screen for like you know eighty percent of the movie when you mm-hmm. you know Wolfman or you know what, Invisible Hand, <laughs> right? But like Dracula, Frankenstein, they dominated the screen in their movies, and you have Bride of Frankenstein, who became an icon that almost the same level, but out of like three minutes of movie, right? Yeah. But Jigsaw is is the same thing. He just comes in at the last minute. And becomes a franchise and an icon and a and a watchword for horror fans out of nowhere. <laughs> like and he and, and he ends it on game game over <laughs> and, and, just, and that music. Da-na-na. Oh, Da-na-na. it's like 
it's like that Wings uh, Live and Let Die like oh, yeah, horror that, yeah. version. Like, oh my god. It's... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because like I went back and I, I was rewatching some of the scenes mm-hmm. from Saw, and it's actually funny. Like, I feel like I remember the weekend like we rented Saw, but wow. but like I <laughs> but the thing I remember most is how much better I thought Saw Two was. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Saw is gonna feel like a slow burn. To a saw fan, I, I do remember. Later. I do remember one of the pig uh, jump scares. Uh, my friend Terry like fucking screamed so loud, and oh, then amazing. that freaked me the fuck out. Like right. I was scared of the movie, like right, right, because I'm then, a big right. scaredy cat. But when like, you hear someone losing it, you're dude. Right. I lost it too. And so the saw actually like had some really good scares in it, totally. which I, I, you people usually forget because it's usually gross out gore kind of yep. stuff. But like it had some effective like fuck you. Absolutely, it's a horror movie moment. Absolutely, um, my. Only the only thing I thought was weird at Uh-oh. the end of Saul is like he has this like badass <laughs> blown up brain makeup, yes. and then he just gets off and rip it off. I'm like, who applied <laughs> that Hollywood level makeup on you? <laughs> he did. He's, just, he's a genius. He's just some like depressed dude who drove off a cliff and failed, and then and then he's like, you know what? Like I imagine he went into like a Sephora and he's like, here's what I need. <laughs> I need to look like I blew my brains out so I can hang out in this bathroom for a couple hours. But I need it to be waterproof because I got to put a guy in a bathtub and then I got to pass out on the floor. I'm going to die. Oh. So other than that, okay, yeah. other than that, that it's is, a great character introduction that, that spawned like a billion dollar franchise. amazing thing I've ever heard about Saw ever said in my just, life. You are not my favorite film critic <laughs> of Saw of all time. Like, welcome to Sephora. <laughs> we have the mascara feature. So that's not what I need. <laughs> that's not what I need. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, that's, you're right. I mean, the thing is, even there's plot holes in a lot of these, especially in the first movies, because a lot of times the first movies don't know what they're going to become. Right. So they have put the level of thought you would need to. Yeah, and then they just keep like, adding. Like it's not like everyone's Fincher and yeah. thinks through everything like you know to the nth degree. I will say uh, I looked up the budget for that. It was made for like a million dollars, and oh, then it made a hundred million. In the that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's so cool. Even, I, I fucking love when the movies that's do not, that. That's not even. A, that's such I a mean, try. Like a. It's such a flex, man. It's just. I mean, and the horror genre is uniquely capable of doing well, that. Well, that was James Wan's directorial debut. It's incredible. I think he did the short. They did like a short film, and then they did the movie. But right, right. So it gave us James Wan. So right. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's a, um, so yeah. Jigsaw, so Jigsaw, best villain. Best I didn't villain expect to go with Saul. I, I really didn't. No, for sure. I, 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 I would have thought. That's the thing is, I was struggling. Before I realized in 2004 was the black hole that was going to pull me in, I didn't. I thought everything I, did, I was going to pick was going to be super old. So <laughs> I did. I did too. I went to the 70s. And I was like, I can't find nothing. And then the <laughs> 90s was like, 90s had some choices, and then like the most recent ones uh, weren't that great. But like the early aughts, right? Fucking was they were crushing really cranking it. it. Yeah, because like I was also going to go with I don't know if it's on your list, but the the bat people from Descent. Right. No. It's like not that reveal. Totally great reveal. 2006. Like. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's, you know, it depends. It's weird because I think the people not working now who could do the best reveals, like the Mike Flanagans or anyone in the A24 crowd, something mm-hmm. like that, they tend not to because they. I almost feel like they're too subtle for their own good in this category. Like, yeah. they don't want to try... 
Valix. They're not going to come in with a big flashy. But yeah, J- James Wan is different version. Sure. But I feel like, but it's interesting because like I just gave it to Jigsaw, mm-hmm. but like I felt like Valix was a little too strung out. But like it didn't fit. It, but like it wasn't right. her movie, so like that's what I mean. Yeah. Exactly. and that happens a lot with a lot of these ones where, you know, it's not like so. It, my if, if if I had to pick a, in the normal film world, if I had to pick the great best character introduction that wasn't. Um, Harry Lyme, I probably would have said Sean Connery's James Bond because he's just sitting at that table in Casino Royale and they're just like, he, everything about that introduction is perfect. Everything about you couldn't change anything. You couldn't change a frame of that introduction. You couldn't change the, you know, what's your name? Sylvia Trench. What's your name? Bond. James Bond. Like, it's just perfect, right? So you capture all that in like a single moment, but then the scene after that is terrible. <laughs> Doctor knows nothing got a movie here. Is so, this the one that opens up with three, uh, three blind mice? You don't probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't remember how, but that's probably because it's an old, oldest movie. All right, so my villain choice here. Before I get to my villain choice, let me just tell you, I I, I realized looking at this that dark horror adjacent thrillers have a particular knack for doing this in a way that I love. Mm, And it's not unique to me, but like it was just, I found a block of people. So Mm -hmm. I love, it's not horror, but I love the introduction of Javier Bardem's character in No Country for Old Men. I love the introduction of him because... It was a good pick. Right? Because he's sitting in the background behind the cop. You're not, you can't see, he's like a silhouette. And the cop's literally on the phone going... You know, oh, yeah, I've got this totally under control. I don't know. He had some weird thing on him with like they had oxygen in it. And, you know, but, you know, I, and he literally, so the cop literally hangs up the phone going, I've got this under control. And next thing you know, however, I'm strangling him from behind. And remember, on the floor, they're thrashing around. And what's amazing about this is that Javier Bardem does what Heath Ledger did to the Joker's backstory. But he does it in physical acting without words. So, like, you know how the Joker has no true backstory? Mm -hmm. In this scene, there's moments when he's killing the cop that he looks totally calm. Like, he's literally flossing. Then there's other moments where he looks enraged, like eye-poppingly insane, right? And then there's other moments where he, right before the cop gives up the ghost and he's strangling him, he turns away and, like, he can't look at it. Like, like... The sight of blood bothers him or something. And so you can't get a read on this character. One moment he looks in the same, like, 12 second. He looks like he's enjoying it, doesn't want to look at it, loves it, hates it. It's, you know, and he has no feelings about it. Mm-hmm. All, like, blitzing through these, like, things. And so you can't get a read on the character, but you don't know he's doing that. Because you, you would never catch that unless you were watching on a rewatch, right? So he's already unsettled you because you can't, you don't know what this guy's about. And then... He just goes and washes his hands, those the damaged handcuffs, because he was using the handcuffs to oh. strangle the cop, right? And then goes out and just kills the other person by with the tank right on their forehead, just like the most casual way of killing. So you've just watched him kill in a violent, chaotic, like maybe he won't win the fight kind of way. You know he's going to, but like, you know, it's, it's chaos. Like, and then the other one is so just putting someone down. Right, and the fact that you get all of that in just like a two minute. <laughs> I've never <laughs> wanted to rewatch a movie so bad, so fucking bad. <laughs> while you're explaining that, I was just while you were saying it, I was trying to re visualize it so I could watch it again. Right, like because it's, it's so good. It's amazing. But here's the thing: I'm not picking it. Here's, and no! I know. Well, first of all, it's not horror, but but that's the thing is. So when you think about Kevin Spacey's introduction in Seven as the villain. 
You you the it's like I passed halfway in the movie when he walks in. The, what, the, yeah, the detective, like you know, which is a crazy great introduction. And then Silence of the Lambs, Lecter. Are you kidding me? That's so, really but all these movies are very similar. They're very very dark thrillers. They're not horror, right? Maybe Silence of the Lambs, I guess theoretically, but but basically. So that kind of film apparently is just really good at this because yeah. I loved all of those, right? Yeah. But since I didn't really feel like they were horror and I feel like I was copping out if I picked them, I ended up going with Christine in Christine. Christine. <laughs> I, 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 everything about how we are introduced to this car is amazing to me. <laughs> right? Little Frankenstein. Like, oh, it's a that, little. You know, the it's a little Frankenstein, but what what's really incredible about it is. Even, um, even uh, the the classics, even you know, Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, uh, you know, Changeling, even all this, all, the, the, all these classic movies, you get amazing character introductions in a lot of them. Like you mm-hmm. get Freddy Krueger's introduction is incredible. Actually, that's probably a bad example because it's a touch of what whatever. But anyway, because it came after. But but the the as his character went on. But the 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 classics would introduce you and they would be iconic visually or iconic lines or iconic whatever. But the swagger (laughs) that this one comes with, right? I can't remember just the whole movie feels like it's rooting for you to get what is uh, this character, (laughs) right? Like everything, every fiber of this movie's being is bent towards like, no, you got to understand this. This is just an incredible character. You got to pay attention to, right? Like because it's the music, it's the way the people around it are all acting. It's the focus on the car, and and it's just like this incredible introduction. And you don't know what's motivating this car at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Which is part of what I love. By the time you meet Kevin Spacey's character in Seven, or by the time you meet a lot of the characters we've been talking about, you really know a lot about him. You when right. you meet Kong. You know everything there is to know about Kong. <laughs> the time that his you face says it always. Right? Like... <laughs> He's very eager. Yeah. <laughs> like you, but with this one, you meet the character, but you don't. You only know an ounce of what you need to know about the character, but it's enough, right? right. And and the fact that it's, that it's that put out there in the form of like a tease. And the fact that the the movie knows it, and it knows it so, and we know we know it because one of the other famous scenes from the movie is the show me scene, which is literally structured yeah. as a tease, right? So there's I, everything about this introduction to me is perfect. That's a good ass choice. When did you see Christine? Did you see it? We watch partied it. When we watch party, so that you you hadn't time. seen it before. No. Wow, that's amazing. No, there's been a few movies I've watched from like a Facebook watch party for the first time. A lot of mm-hmm. classics. Mm-hmm. That's where I watched. Um, we did a uh, the fucking uh, the sixties film Carnival Carnival Souls. Carnival Souls, yep. But the other, real quick, the other thing that I I love about this introduction is, th- so the other introductions, a lot of them they they don't have because they can't, they don't have an echo in the real world, mm-hmm. right? So like when you when you meet like Indiana Jones, right? You you it's don't crazy you said that. you don't go <laughs> you don't go out. In the world to like check your mail or go down whatever to buy something and and see Indiana Jones everywhere, right? But the first week after I saw Christine, anywhere I was at night, if headlights went on, (laughs) I thought I was about to die. (laughs) That could could get you. Like that introduction, like echoed into the world and stuck with me. I you know I still will think about it occasionally if you're out somewhere and someone just 
the headlights just come on like I'm up or whatever. It's a scary thing. Right? I was frightened by headlights in high school because that was, I think I've told on the podcast where like I worked at a haunted corn maze. Yes, that's right. And the the guy who was dressed up as Leatherface and he looked (laughs) just like he was a movie. He was a screen camera camera ready Leatherface, dude. He was fucking frightening. I mean, the dude was built like a hillbilly. Like he he just fucking, but like a jacked hillbilly. Good for him. And he he would hide in front of a truck and the trunk would go like, and the headlights would flip on and you just see Leatherface's silhouette and he rips the chainsaw and chases you. <laughs> now see, it's a scary effect. Headlights, headlights are it's fucking a scary. scary effect. Dude. It always makes it better. Um, All right. So now I got just like a bunch of like picks I thought were interesting. Let's do it. There's no particular order. In yes. fact, Indiana Jones was like probably like one of the best character introductions. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I rewatched it recently, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. and it's one of those movies where it's like it's Steven, like you know, it's like a classic Steven Spielberg film. Yep. And it's gonna be great. Yep. But I forgot how good. I mean, if I, that movie the, was. The, I'm. It's weird. I for some reason I am not the biggest Raiders of the Lost Ark fan. I don't know why. It's just dumb. Don't don't hate me. Well, I think I enjoy the second one more. But right, right. I and I like the third one a lot, which is probably. But like, just like every like the the fundamentals of it. Scene. Oh my. Like like the characters, the way it's shot. It's like you see like you see you're looking like it's like the backside of Indiana Jones for like the first like couple minutes. Right. And then you finally get like that front look and you're like, oh fuck. Um and it's a straight up ripoff of literally thousands of movies. Yeah. Spielberg is such a synthesizer at that i'm not saying he does it all the time but when he like when he's because he's doing it on purpose that's an homage to all the things like he loves pulpy, like kind of yeah it's just it's what it's what tarantino does now yeah. and spielberg was doing that it's the same thing when he when he's in that mode this is like an homage to so many old classic hollywood quick stand cowboy weirdo horror like you know movie adventure you know thriller kind of serial movies that to for so you you think that's easy you think like oh i've got like a million ones to steal from but if you get one tone wrong or like one misstep or you homage the wrong thing it all falls apart and he just nails it like a like a olympic routine yeah like 10 10 10 10, <laughs> 10 like 10 across I'm, the board incredible like i like I, I put it on just to like oh i haven't seen the opening scene with the ball and you know the little idol he grabs yep. and i was like i'll just watch that <laughs> And then, like, all, and then Alex out of nowhere goes, "Oh, so we're watching the whole movie now." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's Indiana Jones." It's Indiana Jones. <laughs> and what are we do? Watch yeah. The Office again? Yeah, right, like, right. let's watch this. You can do worse than this. Um, okay, so this was an interesting choice, mm-hmm. and I don't want to stomp on. How many honorable mentions do you got? I only have two. So okay, no, no, to keep going. Let me throw this one out because I thought this was no, keep this going. Was, this was interesting because we were talking about landmarks. Yes, and we talked about this when we reviewed the film, but the opening shot. Of the house and don't breathe. Yes. You love that shot. That was so cool. You love that shot. I, think- I mean, it's a great shot. I, I remember, and that's one of the few times we were in the theater where I remember turning to you and either saying something about it or being like, or telling you that was cool. Yeah, I remember I remember you like, you were kind of blown away, but you're like, what the, that was a cool fucking it's, shot. Yeah, it was amazing. It, it's an amazing sequence. Because the house is like. It a- has swagger too, like I was saying. Yeah, it has swagger mm-hmm. and it's, it's, such a, it's such a genius shot considering like. We're gonna spend the next hour and a half in that house, so they're just like, "Well, we're just gonna show you." It's like it's like a, like totally. a it's meeting your realtor. It's like, well, down here we have the caged women. Uh, middle floor, we have a concept 
<laughs> this is like that Jason Bateman commercial where he's in the elevator and he's like <laughs> Geico or whatever. Oh yeah, it's like hell at the bottom, <laughs> teeth pulling. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. yeah, that's yeah. what the house is. Uh, listening for don't breathe yeah it was like the weird thing is it just always throws me off when you do this because the rest of that movie come came off as so generic to me that to pick it as anything iconic throws me off because the movie feels so forgettable to me but i know that most people don't feel that way that's the most memorable thing from the movie for me (laughs) like i like the movie a lot but like that opening shot was just like that's that was standout for sure that's pretty cool um okay this one's kind of controversial all right because you don't see it, but you see the result of it. Right. And that would be the opening scene from It Follows. Yeah, I actually love this concept. We talked about this with the Final Destination piece. Yeah. Right? Like, what what, what character do you meet by their works or their impact or their effect, but not them, right? And that is a really good... That's a really because good... Because it's like, I don't know what he looks like, but I don't want to meet him. Right. Because he just flipped like right. his leg... Her legs going the opposite way. Right. It should. Right. right. <laughs> and that concerns right. me. That's, and it's very concerning. But there's a lot of movies, and I can't think, obviously, off, off the top of my head, but there's a lot of movies where you would start on, imagine starting on like a scene of devastation, and then it, it goes to the explanation of what it is, and the answer is like Godzilla just came through, right? Do you know what might be a more interesting answer because it kind of it kind of does what we talked about you hear the work of it right then you meet it right after and that would be the bear jew and and glorious bastards right Eli ross character i was thinking of hans landa actually because uh, yeah yeah it's an amazing because brad pitt's like he bashes blah blah blah, blah and like yep. kind of like gives him the record and then he comes out with the thing with the bat yep yep yeah because the same thing with with hans landa or however you say his name he's he's Christoph Waltz's character, when he's approaching Inglourious Bastards, he, 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 all you see is that car, but it's just the terror of how everyone it's like is winding. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah, and and he does that. There's so many scenes where he could just reveal that I know this about you, and then arrest you or shoot you or whatever. But he like draws it out, like you know this like the scene where he he's getting them to say their names with Italian pronunciations. Like he already knows that he's going to arrest them. He already knows that they're infiltrators, right? But he's playing this elaborate. And the first time you see him, he's this winding down the road. Kind of reminds me of Corella Deville. Like it's that big <laughs> car. Totally. <laughs> but you're seeing the impact before you meet the person. It's it. The, Lawrence of Arabia did that, where Omar Sharif's character is way off in the distance and rolls up, and it's an amazing. Every time they do that, it's an amazing effect. That's pretty. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's a good. All right, what are some? Where are some of yours? Because I have like one or two left, but I want to. All right, well, Doc Ock, from whatever yeah. Spider-Man that is, Spider-Man I don't even two. know. That was the 2004 Spider-Man. Oh, that was 2004. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This is where okay, because I know that we meet Alfred before, but like Doc Ock is revealed in the the what is that's the hospital scene. The hospital it's scene. A, it's where they're, it's they're an doing surgery, right? And everything about it's that the Evil scene, Dead scene. It's the Evil Dead scene. <laughs> that's yeah. It's the Evil Dead scene. He snuck into a not horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is flawless. I went back and watched it and just the way it even ends where the chainsaw drops and the sheer chrome and you just see the reflection of ox tentacles just like, oh my God, everything about that is so well done. But I love that we're meeting him by the thing that's important. And and I forgot that Alfred Molina's character is actually bl- like blindfolded with gauze yeah. and not even looking. Face down. Yeah, on face table. down. Like, so you're meeting a character through their arms and their limbs and whatnot. 
and you're getting everything that you need to know about this character. How terrifying! Like terrifying. That scene is actually scary. So they ter- do the, right? the the same Remy chop zooms where it's like hang, you know, like totally. Oh. And the and the 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 acting was so good of all the extras. It was kind acting of beep, terrifying. It was kind of she, one woman does like the B movie yes. screen, like fifty yeah. screen. Totally, it was a little Mars Attacks, but like also serious enough to which which is that's Raimi's thing that Gonzo like horror that's still. I mean, Evil Dead shouldn't be scary with how funny it is, but it's also a terrifying movie. So he's just amazing at that when he sets his mind to it. But like the fact that you're meeting someone, you're but you're meeting their the so you're meeting their limbs. <laughs> But right. and then the scene ends on you meeting them face to face is just the structure of that is fascinating. So I love that. That's kind such of a thing. cool little supervillain, the it, little arms yeah, and stuff. Totally. It was even cool in the Spider Verse. Yep, where it was uh, Octavia Spencer, and or no Octavia Spencer. <laughs> Oct- Octavia. I know that's why I'm cracking up because you have, <laughs> you have Oct in there. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, would be, she would be a kick ass Doc Oct, dude. Doc Octavia. Oh. wow octavia yes. spencer dr octavia spencer <laughs> she might have a phd for all we know she's already dr octavia spencer all right so okay enough enough dilly dallying <laughs> okay this is a, a two more i've uh actually no do your other one because then i can just close no no go ahead okay um pyramid head and silent hill yes an amazing intro. my first thought was it was the scene with the church where he pulls the girl's skin off yes. and, I, and then i was like let me make sure that's it because that doesn't feel right that right. like because that's like pretty late in the movie yep. and uh I, I went back and rewatched it and i forgot about the scene that actually gave me more anxiety than yep. the skin ripping scene <laughs> that's hard to say right yeah it's, it's hard to say um but you first see the character uh, he's like walking behind uh our two ladies and then and then they freak out and they go inside a room and it's the sword piercing through the door scene and swiveling it around. I dude, even rewatching it today, like I still had like, like the instincts I have when I'm playing a video game. So like when he swings it yeah. like in my head, I imagine me hitting like, <laughs> yeah. hitting, like move to Don't. the right and down, Don't. shit, control, <laughs> like Don't. fucking dodge. Don't. And that's shit. what I'm talking about. That's new mythology. That is new mythology. If if pyramid, mm. let me let me put it to you like this. If Pyramid had, had existed during the Andrethal times, there would be cave paintings of just this scary stick figure, like two hands, two arms, and, like a, tri- and a, <laughs> like a triangle That's head, cool. <laughs> like a blade, because it's unforgettable once you yeah. see it. No, that, that and I, th- I think that uh, out of all the characters, like having that gut reaction of like an action he's doing, yep. freaking me out. That's pretty goddamn memorable. Totally. And he's got like that jacked, like Sylvester Stallone forearm, <laughs> yeah, which you don't it. expect. Yeah, he's yeah. like super jacked. My friend is a big Silent Hill guy, and I guess Pyramid Ed is an anti-hero in the lore. Okay, and he's like something about his wife or something like that. So he's got a backstory like Pinhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not like I don't think he loves where he's at. <laughs> that would be my, that'd be my right. guess. He's killing under protest. Yeah, yeah. Like so Silver Surfer. I would like to oh, Silver Surfer. <laughs> I wish they would do him right. Yes. Um, okay, so it was it follows, and then uh, okay, let me let me do let me throw in this last one, and then go, we can, yeah, we yeah. can close out. Uh, I only have one more because I didn't know I didn't know what the name of this was. Okay, but parents call it the Bell Dam, Bell Dan. Yeah, I don't know what this is at all. AKA yes, Evil Doer yes, AKA yes, the other mother yes from Coraline yes we meet. 
this character and I and like I remember thinking or seeing like the character in the beginning during the opening credits who's sewing together with dolls like these scary looking metal sharp thing, like totally. Freddy Krueger fingers. Um, I, I had to look it up to make sure like that is the other mother, right? Like right. it's not something, and then it was confirmed that that is it. So the fact that the movie's opening credits right. is to our person creating these little that's dolls what I to love about lure them. It's like the movie opened with what Men in Black closed with. Like if yeah. the movie had opened in the alien's hand with the bag of marbles, and then like zooms in right, 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 hot right, dogs and right, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but also the opening scene, that song is really catchy because it's like some made up gibberish. I think that's true, and it's a catchy song. And totally, uh, Coraline, like it's just such a oh good yeah, that was amazing. That's funny. It just made me think of Vincent D'Onofrio's character in Men in Black. I'm like that's a pretty damn. Guy. I thought you were gonna say Seriously. Vincent D'Onofrio in the Cell. Yeah, which he's is also a, yeah, he's, he's just a scary. He's guy. Just, yeah, he just nails it. No, so so here's the thing. I, I the one of my real answers here is the villain Bob in Twin Peaks, but I just talk about Twin Peaks so much, so I skipped it. But I'm just gonna put a placeholder that I think it's that fair. there's an entire generation for whom that introduction of that character is one of the most terrifying screen moments they ever had like to this day it's 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 unsettling. Right, a generation was scarred, but regardless. <laughs> um, Quint Ooh. has to get a mention here. When you said that earlier, right? I was like, I can't believe <laughs> that didn't come to mind. Right? Like Quint has to get a mention here. And the funny thing is, he's he's easy to miss because when you when we when we were categorizing as hero and villain, I mean, we might as well had three columns like hero, villain, Quint because <laughs> <laughs> because he's kind of both simultaneously, which is cool, which right. is cool in and of itself, right? But just the, that the template of that character, of that of everyone else thinking they know what's going on, and the person who knows, like that 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 character. But he gave that character was such a unique twist on that because if you dial it up too much, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but if you dial it too much, you have a Van Helsing, like someone who yeah, knows yeah, everything, yeah. but. You don't get that. What's amazing about Quint is that he was always a fringe character. You never felt like that the movie felt like he was the most important thing in the movie, right? Right. So, like, because the the movie always kept him in that in that like character actor box, right? He has this unique effect of feeling way bigger than he is, right? True. It's almost true. like the character's fighting back from the box the movie put him in. Right, that's a great right. way to put like, it. It's like he's trying to fight his way out, uh, into reality out of the movie. He's like, "You can't keep me here. I'll steal every scene I'm in. You oh, won't. You'll. You, good, you'll never be able to forget me." Like you know, he's just got like that kind of like thing. But it mirrors the way you meet him, which is the the people think they know what's going on, and he knows that they're all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> right? And you get that like the gas station person in Texas Chainsaw, the person who knows that character is like a time-honored tradition in horror. But usually it's like a named hero or it's a really fringe like character a cowboy that you don't meet again. Yeah, exactly. They're like, well, hire him to kill right. a robber. <laughs> right, exactly. or, or it's like the, more like more like it's like the spy who always knows, like the informer character who always knows kind of like, you yeah. know, what's happening. But anyway, the, 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 that, the fact that he had that ability to just, you know, introduce himself verbally and then also With the noise right because it was funny we were i was talking to alex and jenny about uh 
how you mentioned Quint. Right. And I was like, yeah, even the way he just goes like that. And when I went like that, right. we all went like, ah, like we heard the noise, but we didn't. But just the idea of thinking yep. of someone scratching nails yep. made like our next, like he can make up. you wins. Yeah. Like, like, right. It's, it's, I mean, everything about that is just remarkable. And it's one of those things where there were a lot of picks where I was thinking to myself, this is just the best version of this. Right. Mm-hmm. But with Quint, I don't think anyone ever did that quite that way again. <laughs> Right, that character you see that character pop in a lot of movies, but they don't do it the way Robert Shaw did it. Like the way no. he did it was completely unique and un unrepeatable. <laughs> like un- I won't, I will never look up like a photo of Robert Shaw like as a regular dude because in my head, right, that dude is Quint, <laughs> and I'm not breaking that imagination. <laughs> I don't want like lose. I can't imagine yeah. him like <laughs> pumping gas for his Civic. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you don't want to lose this illusion. You want to, yeah. right now? I'm, to- I'm, to- I'm totally with you. But anyway, I, I was like, this guy has to, this has to deserve a mention because that yeah. he's his almost like his own genre of character. Yeah, right? no, so, that's totally good, fair. Good for him. Well, that does it for the yeah, list. Yeah, does it for the list. But we, I, I'm, there's all kinds that we missed, so we'd love to hear what. what Let us do. know in a review if you think Jigsaw went to Sephora before <laughs> pulling off the events of of Saw. You convinced me. That's that's more likely I, than you know. I don't know if the movie took place in October, and he could have like went to some place. Yeah. So I think Sephora. Yeah. Or it's like 2004. So like. Macy's. Right. The odds that he the odds that he was at Sephora or a Macy's background are higher than five G is deadly. So well, Tobin, not non zero. Tobin Bell has aged pretty well. Yes. So he might have went to Sephora and got like some moisturizer. <laughs> you know what wants cream. to think about. But let us know in a review. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> That's what you were is, getting at. Yeah, yeah. Is let us know in a review yes, if you indeed. think that happened. Or not. Or not. And until next time, watch a bunch of horror movies and stay scary. Bye, guys. Bye.